to Luke 4, I believe it's 16. Uh, I'm not sure how exactly this will go about this service, but I believe Jesus is to be exalted and lifted high and his name is to be known and all the Father accomplished through him and in him will be available for all of us to take advantage of. Uh, Jesus said, coming off of the Mount of Temptation, the testing, he's come through. He was led by the Spirit to the mountain. So as he came to Nazareth when he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. So like any other Sabbath day, he'd been there growing up. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Let's, we'll continue. Uh, then he closed the book, gave it back to the attendant, sat down, and all the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. Then, uh, Barb, I'm not getting the next verse. I know you probably know that, so just keep, keep up with me, please. And he began. So he didn't just sit down. He began to say to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So he all bore witness to him. They marveled at the gracious words that proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, is this not Joseph's son? Familiarity, they stumbled. And he said to them, you will surely say this proverb to me, physician, heal yourself. Whatever we've heard done in Capernaum, do also here in your country. And then he said, as surely I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you, truly, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah when the heaven was shut up for three years and six months and there was a great famine throughout all the land. But none, to none of them was Elijah sent except to Zarephath in the region of Sidon to a woman who was a widow. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elijah the prophet and none of them were cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. And all those in the synagogue, when they heard these words, were praising God and jumping up and down and saying, help me, heal me. I want to be a part of this glorious anointing. <laughs> nope, didn't happen. They were filled with wrath. How dare you say the things you just said about us and our need? How dare you just think, assume that you have this right to declare Scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing? How dare you say that that's the kind of people we are? And they rose up and they thrust him out of the city. They led him to the brow of the hill on which the city was built. Nazareth is on a hill, been there, that they might throw him down over the cliff. Now, that's not the way you want to start your ministry. But it's the way Jesus did because Father had brought him to be a sword so that many hearts would be revealed Everyone would have to fall down, and everybody would have to be raised up. Last verse, please. And then passing through the midst of them, he went his way. Father in heaven, I'm asking you today by the 
in the name of Jesus, that you would, by Holy Spirit, reveal to us who this Jesus is, and we would yield to this Jesus. We would submit ourselves to this Jesus. We would give place to this glorious Jesus so that you could and would heal us, save us, deliver us, that you are first gathering the fragmentations of our own lives so that we become whole in you. And then you will, at the administration of the fullness of time, gather all of us into one in Christ. And there will be, both heaven and earth will be one body. Jesus, you are the head of your church. We are your body, the fullness of you. As you fill all in all, we pre present ourselves in humility, asking that you would step into our life and reveal your Son, Holy Spirit, reveal the Son. Father, reveal the Son in us so that we might come out from flesh and blood, come out from our own efforts, and wherever we have kicked against the goads, we would cease kicking and start submitting and start proclaiming this glorious Jesus, this victorious one who is our Lord, our Savior, our High Priest, our King, our Deliverer. We praise you. We praise you. You are our Jubilee. You are the debt canceller. You are the anointed one. You have the good news. You do heal broken hearts and you take the bruise and set us free. Thank you. We submit ourselves to you in our neediness. We are not here to impress you. We are, not, we are very unimpressed people. Impress, we, we need you. We just want to see Jesus today. We just want to see you. I want you to come and walk into our, this, encounter us in the victorious, triumphant place you hold as the one who has been saved, healed, delivered, salvation, Yeshua, the one whom the Father did it all to and has done it all for, and thereby in him we all come into all that has been done. We praise you for this. We praise you. We long to learn. I want to hear. I want to see. I want my heart to understand. I want to turn and I want to experience your healing in that area that I saw for the first or last time or finally see. I want to hear and where I hear and when my heart puts it together and I understand, I want to turn to you and I want to experience all the healing that you have given us in Christ. Jesus, you are the anointed one, the Messiah. You are. Mm. Thank you. Amen. So, I have just been, um, I'm undone every day in his presence and his word. I read his Bible. I could preach what God was saying all week long. I could take the five chap four chapters we did today in our reading. I could preach the message from there. It's one message, one book. It's about one man. It's about the word becoming flesh, dwelling in our midst. 
Um, and it says in John 5 that there are three in heaven that bear witness. Father, the Word, and the Spirit. And these three are one. Then there are three that witness here on earth. The Spirit, the water, and the blood. The water speaks to the Word of God. Then it goes on to say, we have the witness in us. You saw 1 John 5. Then he goes on to say, and this is the witness that God has given concerning his son, the testimony. So after all of this faith and reasons for faith, we finally come to the final and the most authoritative. This is the testimony that God gave concerning his son that God gave us eternal life. And this life is in the Son. This life is in the Son. He who holds has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son does not have life. No ifs, buts, ands. It's one or the other. Have means to hold. Colossians, we read just today in chapter 2, says that we, are, we can wander into all kinds of like super-duper thinking thoughts, human reasonings and philosophies and fleshly dreams and visions and harsh treatment of our flesh. But if we don't hold to the head, then we'll miss the whole point and we'll just be tossed to and fro and carried about. So holding the head holding the sun. Now, I don't think, I've known the Lord for 47 years, and he saved me, 48 years, he saved me so powerfully, purposefully, intentionally that I'd never been to church in my life. I didn't have any uh, Bible experience. My mom had got saved. She prayed me into the kingdom. I, I think I took an Old Testament Bible course in high school. I wish I'd have done the New Testament, and I might have saved myself some time. But I did get the fear of God, and I stopped using the Lord's name in vain. So that's getting that out of. We're going to read that ten, tomorrow in the Ten Commandments. By, by the way, they're still in the forest. They still are the, the, the heart of God. Now we go to the New Testament. We have the commandments of, of the kingdom, which are far more demanding. So... I'm, I'm all for it because we're being brought into the image of God. Any case, about 15 years, 20 years ago, 20, yeah, 20 plus years ago, I found myself, um, maybe almost 30, gosh, that's a long time, <laughs> realizing uh, that I was trying to be what the Bible said you had to be. I tried to do what the Bible said to do. And I realized, this is kind of so, so elementary, but I realized there was only one man who ever did what the Bible said to do. And only one man who could ever be what the Bible said to be, and that had to be Jesus. And then that started a journey that freed me from taking my ideas that I were a contributor to the, the something and that it was all about Jesus and what he had accomplished and only he could accomplish. Then I realized recently last 10 years that well what Jesus did was he as God the son the word of God as we read in 1 John 5 became 
son of man, submitted himself, left all of his glory, all of his rights, privilege, and such, and became a man, emptied himself, became a man. And then submitted himself in humility to the Father, to the Word, even to the cross and death on the cross. And it was God the Father who put him on the cross through the hands of sinful men. But nothing happened but that scripture was being fulfilled. He, everything Jesus would always say is that scripture has been fulfilled. This was, thus it is written, thus it is necessary. And then he accepted, because he, set, he, he was put on the cross, he became our sin. He became a curse. He became our sickness. He became our disease, our, our captivity, our brokenness. He, it all was put on him until justice was satisfied, until the innocent had suffered for the guilty and the innocent had taken the penalty of the guilty and all of the, all of the judgment, all of the curse, all of the condemnation, all sin itself was, exact, was taken off. It was, it was resolved. It was, it was dealt with. The death had been. Then he was called out of death. And now he's raised from the dead. And now he's ascended. And now he's seated at the right hand. And is making intercession for us. The, the purpose why I'm saying this is I thought I understood a lot about Jesus and the Father's relationship with me in Jesus. I knew I had to use his name whenever I pray. That's how I get prayers to be heard. But I didn't understand that what God the Father did would became when God the Son became the Son of Man. He went about saving all of us through one man. And it's this one man that I'm saved in. It's his faith that I'm saved from. It's it's what God did to him that he now was done for me. It's what God did when he raised him from the dead. I've been raised from the dead. Everything is accomplished in the Son, and therefore, all that God the Father has done for the Son in the resurrection is for us today. I, the trouble I have is I have to yield to or submit to the truth that in Christ in his resurrection, I've been resurrected. I haven't attained to it. I can't point to a place, as Paul said, I haven't been perfected yet either. But as far as resurrection, it happened at one moment for all of humanity, past, present, and future, when Jesus was raised from the dead. Same with healing. Healing is all completed in Christ. He bore all our sicknesses. So when I say, Father, I, I have my faith in you in what you did in your son and in him carrying my sickness and disease, and I believe that in resurrection, in his healing, I am healed. So I declare in Jesus' name, be healed, Steve. And I speak to the part of my body or speak to the moment in my mind. I speak to my mind. I say in the name of Jesus, you're not going to think outside of God's purpose. You're going to be joyful because Jesus gave you his joy. You're going to be peaceful because peace is what is our inheritance and it's what I need to guard my heart and my mind. So now I spend every day returning to Jesus Christ. 
and praising God my Father for all that I need in Christ. God supplies all our need according to his riches inside glory, inside Jesus Christ. God heals us, saves us, delivers us. I told you a few weeks ago, I'm believing, I, I'm, I'm so aware that the living body of Jesus is about to come into a summation, a rapid maturity into oneness of, of, of who Christ is. God's not waiting for our opinions to change. He's just going to start conforming us in submission to who he says the Son is. It's, it's the faith of Jesus, not... We, we share, he gave us that faith. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things pass away. We're crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, we live, but not us. It's we, the life which we now live. We live by the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. So, two things have happened. First was the glorification of Jesus Christ for me. I accept. Do you know when we're saved, do you know how we, we are made righteous? We, we, we think about what he accomplished on the, on the cross. But why we're declared righteous is because we believe God the Father raised his son from the dead. Do you know how Jesus became righteous when he lost his righteousness? Now, don't, don't shout at me. He became sin. It wasn't like some kind of like, well, let's just see if I can re relate to sin and feel how bad everybody feels in sin because I'm not really a sinner, but I'm going to feel bad and empathize with all of you. No, he became sin. He, he, he meets me in my testing because he's tested in every way I was, yet without sin. So that made him qualified to die for all our sin. But he became sin. He became sick. He bore our sickness, carried our diseases. This really happened. So now he's the high priest. He's been, he can be touched with the feeling of my infirmities. He understands my weakness. And he says, come with me. Let's go to the throne of grace because all that has been accomplished that Father did in me is yours. And I want to teach you how to appropriate. I want to teach you how to receive. I want to teach you. I want to lead you to more mercy and greater grace. So when I go to pray, it's this glorified Jesus that I believe the Father has accomplished. So it's my faith in what God the Father has done in the Son that allows me to enjoy God's ability to recover everything. Redemption's in the Son, remember? Redemption, the, through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. So wherever we get mixed up throughout our journey, and we will all mix up and get lost and get confused and make decisions, and others are going to do horrific things to us and hurt us. The devil's going to try to take advantage of us. All of that happens. It still matters not because his blood, the forgiveness of sin, is how redemption just comes forth according to the riches of his grace. So for me... I'm just learning to receive. I'm learning to accept the truth that today, in this room, online, in Christ Jesus, we've all 
have access to enjoyment of healing and salvation and deliverance. That Jesus said, I want you to abide in my love. Now, we're in a very conflicted time, more so than I've ever seen on the earth. Darkness, the gross darkness, trying to find its expression in a greater and greater way and stronger and stronger influence on people. But, but in the light that's shining. And David, I thank you for that uh, little Hebrew lesson you gave me on Wednesday night. That in the, I said, you know, the word you was not found in Isaiah 60, verse 1 through 4, because I was using my strongest concordance, and because we got a Hebrew class, and this, he's a diligent student, he went, and he said, well, there's a lot of connections to the Hebrew word that infers where the word is resting. So the resting on you is really true. So I thought, thank you. So I appropriate it. The, the freedom for me is it's never because of me. How can God save me no matter how many times I run away from him and reject him if I return to him? Does he have to forgive me again? No, he forgave me one time, once and for all, in the Son. And as long as I return to the truth of the Son, I obtain everything that the God the Father did in the Son when he raised him from the dead. And, and yet, it can be offensive. Because then I have to deal with, well, why don't I believe? Why am I not receiving? How come I don't feel good? How come I'm angry? Why, why has life gone so bad? For me, a whole bunch of life went bad because I tried to make this life good. I had all these expectations on how the world's going to work and how things are going to turn around. But they didn't all obey. And the betrayals and the mistakes and the stupid decisions and the hurts and the wounds. And you're going, oh, gosh, what did I do? Where did I go? It didn't, doesn't even matter. It, it, Jesus is the means to salvation and only him. Only way, truth, and life to the Father, Jesus. And so the soul part, which is when we try to save our life, we lose it, and we try to gain the world, we lose our soul, and we try to couple salvation with the world, we become God's enemy, and he's jealous for us, and then he sees our, you know, so there's all this stuff happening because we just have to act out who we are as humans that have been saved in Jesus Christ, but forgot that we're only saved in Jesus Christ. It's a sustaining salvation based on continually believing, taking hold of the head, so the more I've become committed to practicing that truth before the Father, the more I begin to realize that uh, it's unlimited. It is, uh, he is unlimited in his ability to demonstrate his victory in us. And I practice with him. I practice agreeing with the testimony that God gave concerning his son. This is the testimony. It's all in here. And I, 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 I kicked myself. I said, why in the world did I want to read the Bible? How in the world can an idiot brain have the capacity contain all the truth of God having read it three or four or five times? I need to be in it. I just need to abide in it. 
I need to abide in your words so I can be your disciple, so I can know the truth, so the truth will make me free and free will bring me to you because whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And so it's like, I believe the summation of all is happening, but what's going to begin to happen is really cool. Where are you broken? Where are you bruised? Where are you angry? Where do you carry strong opinions that you think God ought to listen to? Where is the hurt? Where is the wounding? Where is the condemnation? Wherever, ever, ever, ever we are, let's welcome Jesus to take over and destroy that structure of thought. But you see, it's like joy. Joy does not come from the life I'm living. Joy comes from Jesus. He said, my joy I'm going to give you. I'm speaking words to you so that you might have my joy fulfilled in you and that your joy might be full. So if I'm reading the Bible, I'm receiving joy. He said, I'm giving you my peace, not like the world gives. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let it be afraid. I've overcome the world. You're going to have a lot of pressure in the world, but don't worry. I've overcome the world. And I'm giving you my peace. So, so I've been, t- so in Christ is anything and everything we need. Anything and everything we need. Anything and everything is in Christ. God the Father, looking upon humanity, struggling in, in our own struggles, does not sit there and go, well, I'm, I think I'm getting ready to do something. I feel like doing something. He is moved by our afflictions, and he does feel what we're going through, and Jesus is the appropriation of, you know, empathizing. He loves to come on and go, you know, Karen, I know what you do. I know what's going on, but you've got to come back into agreement with who I am. I was raised from the dead. We destroyed death. I destroyed the devil. He doesn't have authority of death anymore. I've got the keys. So this accepting of truth that I cannot produce, but I can accept and receive and come to the Father and say, Father, I believe what you have said about your son is causing a union that I get to enjoy with Jesus. I get to enjoy Jesus' healing, Jesus' joy, Jesus' peace, Jesus' love, he said, I want you, you're going to abide in my love. You, I just want you to abide in my love like I abide in my Father's love. And I want you to see my love that I've had with the Father we've had with each other for eternity. And I want you to be loved and know that love so that the whole world knows that I was sent by the Father and he's loved you as he's loved me. So what's happened for me is Jesus is everything. His name is the authority to release anything that has to be released. His name declared over the will of God to be accomplished cannot stop the will of God, will not, the will of God cannot be stopped. But if I pray a prayer that I want to happen that isn't what God's interested in having happen, it may not happen because I'm praying according to my own lust. And my own lust is part of this whole confusion of the world that I'm still involved in. But you don't, but that's why, that's why prayer is like precious. It's, you know, man, that's why I want to be with you again next Saturday. 
I long to be with men praying. It's, it's an oddity. Men are too busy. Too many things to do. We're doing important stuff. We sit in this room in, in, on Wednesdays, and the Spirit of God starts swirling and carrying us. And then we come into Wednesday nights, and we start praying and prophesying and decreeing. And we're, we're, we're working. I, said, I sent out this note. I said, we lead best when we lead on our knees. I need Jesus for everything, and, and yet he's available for everything. But the prayer is a process of submission to a truth that is not what my conditioning has taught me, not my environment teaching me, not politics teaching me. It's the Bible teaching me Jesus is Lord of all, and his is his kingdom, and this is the op- operation. This is the essence of his kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And I'm in the kingdom. The kingdom is not going to come with outward appearance. It's within us. So if the kingdom of God is within me, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, then the first thing I'm to do as a good uh, partaker of the kingdom is to walk in righteousness, peace, and joy. But I can't appropriate it through my actions or will it come to me through my environment? It comes from the Spirit of God. It's just, it's just, you can't, I can't, I've yet to find anything that is not answered by Jesus Christ. All the promises are yes, and they are amen in Jesus Christ for the glory of God through us. So what is it? Where are we separated? Separation is a myth. It's been eliminated in Christ. Romans 8 says, if God would not, did not spare his own son, but gave him for us, which means he put, us, he put his son over us, and then he plummeted him to death, spiritual death, physical death. He said, if he did that for us, how much more will he freely give us all things with the son? I can't get anything without Jesus. I don't get any kingdom benefits without Jesus. I dare show up without Jesus. God doesn't even recognize me without Jesus. I'm just a child of disobedience, child of, of, of disobedience waiting for the wrath of God to be executed. But once I call upon the name, I am now a child of light, and I'm seen in Christ. And, and it's not, God is not like going, Steve, now that you've believed in my son, don't ever sin again because he's the best gift I gave you and the only one you'll ever get. No, he is the best gift he ever gave us, and it's a continual gift. Has to be actively pulled upon, received. So we don't, but you see, the world's full of sin. The world's filled of darkness. The world's full of selfishness. The world's filled of evil, wicked people or creating all kinds of chaos and confusion, and we get knocked over and knocked over, and we then take that. I used to take that personally, like, why, God, why did you let that happen? Why, why did that happen? How come that happened? I was working so hard for you, and I just fell so bad. And stuff happens. Doesn't matter. What matters is that I accept the testimony that God gave of his son, and I don't deny the son, because if I deny the son... 
He won't deny himself, so he will, and I will be kind of different in our opinions. I have to yield to his coming. Lord, I receive your healing entirety of my body in Jesus' name. Father, you have healed all sickness and disease when you carried it, placed it upon your son, and so I receive all your healing. How are you going to do it? I'm not sure, but I know it has something to do with the Holy Spirit because he's the one who raised Jesus from the dead, and he'll give life to my mortal body. So I stand here and I engage. That's why I'm such a... I'm asking everybody, read the Bible out loud. Pray with your mouth. Believe with your heart. Speak with your mouth. Believe with your heart. Give God some time. Agree with what he's saying. The, the, the whole idea of maturity in the church is that we become uh, teachers of the word of righteousness. And the word of righteousness is regarding the word of Melchizedek, the king of righteousness, whom Jesus is. And what happens if we don't, we have to go back and go, tell me I'm loved again. It's, we go back to milk. But a milk is for babies. And a baby can't talk. That's what makes a baby a baby in the kingdom. It's not your age. It's your vocabulary. If God is to measure our age, he will listen to our mouth. And Jesus said, every word I ever speak, all my life, I'm going to have to give an account for it. Thank God I can ask forgiveness and get the account dealt with today. But you just idle words. You blankety-blank, you blah-blah-blah, you stupid this, you dumb that. And it's not until the, we start getting those conviction moments. See, I love the conviction of the Holy Spirit. He wants to attack my ignorance and my unbelief and my arrogance and my pride because I'm not going to carry that with me into the, into the wedding feast. And, and God has a surefire completion project. He says, walk with me, learn me, let me hear, hear my voice, let me know you, and follow me. Follow me, follow me, pick up your cross, follow me. Because there's going to come a day when he says, I got as much as done that I want done, I'm ready, son, go get your bride. So the bride comes to be with the son. First thing we get to do is stand in front of the judgment seat of Jesus. We have to give an account. So there will be, oh, Lord, this is who I am. This is what I did. This is what I, you know, we read this today. The minas, the kingdom. He told me, here's what I did with what you gave me. Here's who I am. Here's what I did. And we may have a different report than God has, but he doesn't worry about what we say or how it sounds because finally everything gets burned up. He says, now, I wanna, I'm going to reward you. I can't wait to give you your reward. So just if you'll take your life's totality of what you built with it on my foundation, let's just put it through fire. And the fire will test every man's work. 1 Corinthians 3, not out of the Bible, just a part I didn't want to read. 1 <laughs> Corinthians 3, the fire will test every man's work. And if we build on the foundation of Jesus with gold, silver, and precious stones... There's a reward because they're imperishable elements. But if we build with wood, uh, hay, and stucco, stubble, <laughs> they will burn up. And, we, and it says that we will suffer the loss of the reward. We, we'll suffer the but we'll be saved as by the fire. So the bride is full, fully 
fully free. And all that pride and all that arrogance and all those opinions and all that stuff we think, it's all gone. There'll only be one man we're looking at. And the tears, he'll wipe away from the trials we went through, the regrets we carry. It's just going to be so powerful. So I just want to pray. Who's sick here? Who wants to receive the healing that Father gave Jesus in their body? Who's depressed? Who's having a hard time with their thoughts and emotions? Distressed? Who wants that God, Papa, to apply what he accomplished in the Son to be actively seen and experienced in us? You see, Jesus said, have faith in God. God believes what he accomplished in the Son is available for all of us, and he is the one that causes that by the power of the Holy Spirit to be demonstrated in all of us. Who would like to have a broken heart healed and bruised? No more regrets, no more carrying all the burdens. And Oh, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, I could have, should have. Who wants to have that, that what was bruised, you know, just smashed into the earth? We put our... We were innocent, we were genuine, we were sincere, but we were just pushed and squished. How about that being healed? Who wants that? This is our Jesus. He suffered it all. He became it. So he didn't just be tempted, he became it. But you have to understand, Jesus said all his ministry. This is going to happen to me, but on the third day I'm raised. On the third day I'm raised. On the third day I'm raised. And because he had a confession of truth in the scripture when it came time to get somebody and his soul was now being offered as an off- sin offering, he's saying, Father, I, I, if there's any way we can get out of this doing it this way, let's do it. But nevertheless, not my will, your will be done. And he said he was heard because of his godly fear. And he believed God, I'm going to come out of death. I, can't, I have no control over what I'm submitting to you in. I can't raise myself from the dead. I'm not even going to accomplish anything. I know we ascribed to what was accomplished, but it was a father dealing with a son, and the son was only part he played is I submit to the will of the father so that, so that humanity can be saved. I become the will, willing offering so all of the earth can be saved. And I willingly believe ahead of this, that I'll be raised from the dead. And I joyfully submit myself so that upon my resurrection, I will begin to gather my bride and I'll speak words into their life. I'll wash them with the water of the word. And one day I'm going to present the whole beautiful one-body bride before me, next to me, and we're going to be one in function, in thought, in emotions, in words, in authority. And he had that vision. We're in that. We're in that. We're in that. But the hour of everybody getting help from somebody, we're going to begin to be the people giving help to everybody. And we can begin to appropriate it. So let's stand together. When I tell the Father what he says in the word about his son, and I thank him for what he accomplished in the son, and I accept what he did in the son to be effectively mine, 
and I worship him, and I praise him. I am yielding my opinions, my pain, my loss, my fear, and I just start receiving the sun. And the word is so powerful that it just drives me. I got to get into the Bible because it's all there to know, understand how I get this, how I receive that. Just raise your hand now, please. Beloved, begin with using your mouth. You see, we're not going to be babies anymore. We're going to be people with a testimony. The only testimony that matters is the one of concerning the Son, Jesus Christ. Let's say together, Heavenly Father, I believe your testimony concerning the Son. You have given us eternal life. And this life is in the Son. I have the Son. Therefore, I have life. I believe that you raised Jesus from the dead. And therefore, I am made righteous. I believe you raised Jesus from the dead. Therefore, I am made righteous. All sin, all unbelief, all fears, all disconnections, I command to submit to the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It's all right. It's made right. Now, with your heart, your mind, your imagination, let that truth flood into wherever life is not right. And inform that part of your life. By the way, you have to submit to the king now. He's here. And he's made this that was terrible to be wonderful. Death has now been swallowed up in victory. With your mouth, please. With your mouth. You've got to use your mouth. You don't get saved without your mouth. What do you want him to do? Do you want tell it's the same for healing? Same for deliverance? To say in the name of Jesus, I declare my body submit. I declare in Jesus' name, body submit to Christ's healing. I believe Jesus carried all my diseases, all my sickness, all my pain, all my suffering, and is healed. So now I receive Jesus' healing in my body. Body be healed in Jesus' name. You believe, believe the Father. Father's able to accomplish in the Son what He accomplished in the Son. He's able to spread it through the entire body and to every, every son and daughter made in the likeness, conformed. One more. Heavenly Father, I receive the chastisement of my peace, the torment of my soul, the affliction of my mind, was carried upon Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus, I say to my soul, be made whole. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. Don't forget all the benefits. Forgave all my sin. Healed all my diseases. Redeemed my life from death, destruction. Crowned me with everlasting joy and gladness. I receive all that God did to the Son and all the resurrection that the Son was raised in in my life right now. Okay, now just, 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 just receive. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I decree that there is a breaking free and a liberty and submission to the victory of the Son. We worship you, Father. We worship you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. in a waiting room. Sometimes we'll spend hours waiting to see someone of importance and someone who could help us. We're standing before the one who has healed us, saved us, and delivered us. God the Father who did so through his Son. And our faith now is anticipating. Our hope is arising. The Spirit of God is moving. Our atmosphere is changing. Our thoughts are being conformed to the truth of the Scripture. Let's sing that again and see, see, 
say what you see. I release an anointing that's here present by Holy Spirit to carry, go with us to continue this conversation and vision and experience with God in Christ Jesus. It's unlimited. Many of the reasons things have not broken through is God was waiting for us to receive and accept his son. The more his son becomes preeminent in everything, the more his preeminence begins to take over everything. And I release upon you and me a hunger, a thirst, a desire above everything else to see the face of God, to partake of this victory and resurrection and health, to long, I just bless, I release, I release the anointing, what only Holy Spirit can do to bring about the glorified Christ in the midst of our heart, to declare who he is, to manifest who he is, to demonstrate who he is, to be empowered to be who he is, to walk in life as who he is, to give fruit to us. I release the Holy Spirit. Now take it. Take it. Take it. Like you're getting off an airplane, grab the stuff. Grab the stuff you want to take with you. Put it in the heart. I receive it. I'm receiving. God bless. 